There it is. We are live here with Paul L. from Brooklyn. And I'm wearing my, my Brooklyn jersey. So Always got to represent. Represent. I'm down here in SoCal. And Paul and I connected on Instagram. But it turns out we went to the same high school. We did. Brooklyn Tech. A few years apart. Uh, what year were you again? I graduated in 2007. Seven. Yes, I was an 01. Class of one, baby. And up there. Hey, 20-year reunion is coming up. Next, next year, yeah. I don't know if, uh, what's going to happen. Uh, as we're recording this, it's about Christmas time, 2020. So uh, who knows <laughs> yeah. what the world will be weeks or months or minutes from now. Yeah, it's very uh, very egregious of me to assume that 2021 is even going to happen at this point. You know, <laughs> well, January 1, 2021, <laughs> everything goes back to like good, yeah. right? That's finally. I'm ready for the for normal to return. You know, I just <laughs> going to be. So, Paul, you're you're a personal trainer in Brooklyn. Um, we connected again. We we share a lot of. I think philosophy on on movement patterns and things like that, and talking about this crazy twenty twenty one thing, we're jump into it. Um, what are you seeing as far as clients who have been in lockdown? Are they looking for fitness um, going into this new year, new year resolution? Right, this is every personal trainer and gyms, uh, you know, uh, dream right now of of they're coming, they're yeah. coming. It's time to sign them. It's time to get them. So. Yeah, how do you go into into that new year? Um, you know, how, how, what's your philosophy uh, going into January one? Yeah, well, I mean, so from a business perspective, for for gyms, especially here in New York, I don't know every it's, it's very different everywhere, obviously, because gym closings and stuff have been have been different. So here specifically, we were closed from March until September. Gyms, all gyms were mandated closed in in uh, New York City, at least in the five boroughs. It might have been a little bit different upstate. From for all of those months, so we were closed for like seven or eight months straight. We we opened again in September, um, and then we were open for a few weeks, and then there was a spike here in Brooklyn and what they call like these hot spot zones. So then my gym in particular got closed again. Some didn't, so then now it's like different by by zones or whatever. But I'm just saying. So some gyms have been open and closed. Some gyms have been closed the whole time. Um, and I think from the business perspective, I think that. New Year's resolutioners are going, if they happen, are going to be what makes or breaks a lot of gyms. Because I know my gym right now is struggling. A lot of gyms are struggling right now. And uh, I'm hopeful that the new year brings a lot of people back in. What I've seen is that people are discouraged right now, honestly. And it's kind of sad because like what I've seen literally from my clients and my client, I mean, I've never had a problem getting or maintaining clients in the past. I've been a personal trainer for many years and you know my my client list has always been more full or I where I can't even take on new clients and right now I'm, I literally have like next to no one because people are just discouraged. They're you know I always say the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's is already a shitty time for the gym. People I call it quitting season. It's like, you know, you're you know you're going to eat like shit in Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know that it's cold out, it's getting darker. So people already and they're like, "Oh, whatever, January 1st is coming." So this is like prime season for people to just say screw it with the gym. Now add on top of that COVID where people one aren't even sure if gyms are safe, which they are. The science has has been pretty uh, clear about that that going to gyms are safe, but like people are just discouraged. They're like, well, the gyms are just going to close again. There's going to be another lockdown coming. You know, you, England, UK, a lot of other countries outside of the US have gone back into lockdown. So people who already have motivation as an issue 
are now looking at this like, well, like, well, I don't want to get started and get into a routine. And then like the gym gets shut down again. And then I, and then it's like, which is a backwards way of thinking because it's like, just start, you know, who cares if the gym gets shut down again, it gets shut down. You know, that, that shouldn't be, a, I don't think that should really factor into your thinking, uh, but it is for whatever reason. It's, it's, I think holding a lot of people back because I've seen in my gym where I work, uh, it's just dead right now. Like people are the only people who are there are like the, what I call the gohards, you know, like the guys who are like the, the power lifters and the, the people who are waiting with bated breath for the gym to reopen during the closures, all of the kind of just fun fitness, the, the, the women who like to walk on the treadmill, the guys who are kind of just there, who are trying to get into stuff they they haven't come back. And it's really sad because it's bad for the gym for business, obviously. And it's bad for those people. Like these people need exercise. They need to be in the gym. Uh, we all do, especially now, especially with COVID, this should be my hope at the beginning of all this was that that would be the silver lining behind all of this COVID stuff would be that we see the importance of health and fitness. Right. There is, you know, such a clear distinction between the people who are getting this thing and kicking it and beating it. And then the people who are not and who are being who are getting much worse, who are dying, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's it's health, it's fitness. So yeah. I think that we need to be in the gym, but that's I don't know if that it's not happening. And I'm hopeful that the, the that whole long diatribe, I'm sorry, was just to get <laughs> the point of I'm I, hopeful that January 1st is the turning point where I hope that people are like, okay, like it's a new year. The gym hasn't closed again. It's been open a couple months. Like we haven't seen the numbers spike. It's it, there's nothing dangerous about this. This is the time. It's 2021. Like it's time to reset. Like you said, everything 2020 is behind us. So I'm hopeful that that is the impetus that people need to kind of get back into the gym because at least where I am, it hasn't happened yet. People are still a little, uh, you know, skeptical about going back to the gym and it, it's sad because people need it. Yeah. And I think it's, it is human nature to say, you know, I'll start Monday. Yeah. I'll start the first of the month. I'll start the first of the year. Um, and so I guess, yeah. So you're not doing any virtual training. You haven't, you haven't pivoted or, or okay. like for myself. Yeah. I, I do have, I have been doing virtual training. I've been doing virtual coaching, which is fine, which is, you know, why I'm personally in my business and not like, starving to death right now you know it's it's a good thing for me but i just mean in in general for in terms of what people need you know like i have plenty of clients who i've offered them virtual training and they don't for whatever reason they don't want to like i want i need that one-on-one -on -one touch in the gym like i like to be there in person which i understand some people really need that um and there is something to be said about being in the gym in terms of the atmosphere and you know having that that push and everyone is around you it's it, it is hard to work out at home you know if you don't have a lot of motivation the couch is right there the fridge is 20 feet away you know like there's no music banging there's no one watching over your shoulder to see you not complete that last rep you know like even i would go through this when i'm working out at home and it's like if i have you know on my program 8 to 12 written down it's eight every time. Like there's no chance that I'm getting to that, that top threshold number of like 12. Whereas if I was in the gym and there's other people, maybe I have my friends around, maybe I just, just the atmosphere uh, is different. So I understand that there's a real thing of the real need of people need to be in the gym. Even if it's not me or you, like you're going to get your shit done. I'm going to get my shit done regardless because you understand. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in and say, I, I have those struggles too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's been fortunate that I'm in a warm weather climate and I have access to a full garage gym. If I didn't have that, um, I don't. I might be, you know, I might be joining everyone else. And the statistics that I, I've seen is during this period, uh, you gain one pound. So it, it's, it doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's the average. So there are again people who are not uh, gaining any weight or actually losing weight during this period. Uh, but whatever, think about one pound. If that is the exact number, 
and you're doing that over 20 years. Yeah. Which is why. And, and, uh, I, I don't know if we did it on the live or whatever that my, my, uh, reunion, 20 year reunions coming up. But if, if for my high school reunion, if I, you know, if you go from, and I actually have gained weight and we were talking about again, um, uh, you know, this is my triath or back when I was doing triathlon and biking. So I was in, I was, I was, I was in that 170, 175 range. And now I'm actually closer to 200, but that was from competing in CrossFit, getting stronger, getting my back squat from probably 270 when I started to close to 375, um, something like that for a one rep max we're talking about. But, uh, you know, so I, I just needed to, to be able to be bigger. I feel better, bigger. Uh, I might, you know, lose a little bit of weight over the next few months and years. And so, uh, bottom line is for me, I still struggle with getting that motivation by myself. And yeah, I'm, you know, if I was in that gym environment, it's just like, yeah, we're going to compete. We're going to go. Um, Oh, Paul's doing that. I'm going to beat him on this workout or whatever it is. So I am with you on that. Um, but I guess the question for me is, yeah, how, like how do we keep finding as fitness professionals, as a medical professional? Um, I don't know if, if again, you've, you've tried to change how you speak to people, how you've motivated people through this COVID situation. Um, I was actually just listening. You brought up John Russin, um, him on a podcast with Tony Gentlecore. So some of the big names in our, in our field and things like that and talking about how, how they're all pivoting and shifting. Um, and so, yeah, I'm wondering if, again, there's the, you changed any of the approach and we talked about assessments a little bit before for me, I'll just, I'll kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you this leading question of, for me, the objective numbers and getting the client to care about some of those numbers. Um, you mentioned looking at movement patterns and, and again, we totally agree on that. That's part of my uh, big assessment of, of looking at hinge squat lunge, uh, yeah, hit squat lunge, push, pull, uh, those basic primal movement patterns. And so being able to put some numbers on that, and say, yeah, how much can you deadlift versus how much can you squat? Um, and not everyone is necessarily loading that up or going to true maxes, but I'm just curious, again, I'm gonna throw it back to you of, of where you at with that? Have you changed at all um, with COVID on, on looking at some of that stuff? Yeah, 100%. Um, and honestly, I've changed everything about how I look at everything since COVID. <laughs> like 100% like, the sky is now green. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like I am, it's actually been hard for me to, since the gym has reopened because I've changed so much of how I look at things since COVID. And it's like now that I'm back in the gym, it's it's a little bit different. And my clients are, have, have come back are like, what the hell? Like, this isn't what you were talking about before, but whatever, you know, you, you grow and you, you change. But um, yeah, so I've changed a lot of the way I've looked at fitness because I've seen, it's 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 forced me to see and to understand that there's so much more to fitness than just being in the gym. And I think that the gym is a great, uh, a great way to improve our fitness. It's a great way to measure our fitness with things like weights and deadlifts and squats and everything, but it is not, and should not be the end all be all right. So where I used to maybe care about what your squat number is or what your, you know, your deadlift is, those are still good things. If that is your goal, right? If there's a, if there's a reason for you to have that as a goal of squatting a, a three plates, then th if that's your goal, then, then we can work on that. But for the average person, I'm much more concerned about sitting down and standing up, which is a squat, but also getting up and down off the floor. I'm concerned with your walking upstairs, how your, your breathing are, how your breathing is with things like that. I'm concerned with your your low back and things are, are can you sit for prolonged periods of time without having low back pain? So these things don't really fit into a specific uh, 
fitness assessment, but it is an overall, it paints me an overall picture of your, your fitness. So then I get into things like, you know, where I used to, again, I used to think everyone needs to deadlift. Like if you would have asked me a year ago, what is the best exercise? If I had to pick one exercise, I would have said deadlifting. I would say like everyone, if I had to just pick one thing, it would be a deadlift where now I'm just kind of like, I still, I'm, I don't think that's wrong to say still, but I'm just more like concerned about your general level of health and fitness. And that doesn't, you don't ever have to touch a, a weight for that to be a thing. So I want you to be able to, to get up and move in everyday life. So the fact, if you can get up and go for an hour long bike ride is much more important to me than if you can deadlift, if you can get up and go for a hike, if you can dance with your nephew or your niece or your kid or something like that. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really keen on now is just living a life that is accessible and a higher quality of life. But I understand that I, that you do that through fitness and there's a direct correlation with someone who can squat and deadlift and bench press and be able to do all of those things. So I see that connection, but for me, it's, it's much less about what we're doing in the gym and more so the understanding that if you do want to do those things, those things are just a means to an end. And that end should be a higher quality of life. I don't really yeah. care about your bench press numbers anymore. I don't really right. care. About, unless again, you have a reason to care about that stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's interesting because some people do chase that too yeah. far and you got the guys in the gym who like can't even, you mm -hmm. know, lift their arms over their heads or whatever. Um, but I, I'll push back and give you another hard hitting 60 minutes question here of how do you have a, a clear and concise definition of what is fitness as a personal trainer? As again, I, we spoke a little, I think before the call started on, uh, before the live started on, um, all the different certifications and things like that, that you've done. You don't necessarily, again, there's so many different systems. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, you know what? I have the Paul system. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same boat. I have like my bow system based on, yeah. um, you know, many, and, and I'm integrating the SFMA and parts of the FMS and different things. So yeah, I'm going to push it on that. And like, do you have a, a definition of fitness that you go by or that you work with your clients on? And again, there's no wrong answers. Yeah. Um, and the answer, I guess, is no, honestly, right now. And that's what is really hard for me. This is where I'm struggling because, again, like a, a few months ago, I would have been at a different place. But now I'm just like, my whole thing is that like when I think about what is what would a definition of fitness be, I then go a step further and, and then think, why would that be the definition? So like if I'm like, again, what I would have said before might have been like a certain number, you know, it would be like a, a 1x body weight bench press, 2x body weight squat 3x body weight deadlift or something like that you know like and like that i think those are good metrics but again it's like now we're why is the squat bench and the deadlift like the thing and i get because they're they're very indicative of of overall fitness and stuff like that and that that's fine but i'm just like why can't it be you know again i've been rock climbing a bunch it's like how do i quantify what rock climbing is you know again going for a hike going for a thing so it's like i don't my one of my biggest gripes and this is the thing that i'm like that i struggle with personally is like i think that fitness has been put into this box of like what people think fitness is supposed to look like. And that I think is doing more harm than good because then people think that if they don't fit into that box, that they are not a fit person. And that's, right. that's the, my whole thing now that I'm kind of like, that's why I want to go so far away from, because like, it's even like, uh, I had a, fr a, fr a friend, I have a friend who posted a picture 
um, on Instagram just today, I think, or maybe it was yesterday, but I, whatever. And it, it was basically him like at a big, a, a higher body weight with no ab, no definition or something like that. And like, I guess this was like from a few years ago when he was powerlifting. And then he posted, juxtaposed that with a picture from recently where he was super lean and cut up or whatever. And his, like the caption was like, oh, like I thought that the guy on the left was, was super fit because, you know, I was so strong at that point and I could bench X and whatever Y. He was like, but now I realized that I was just like eating like a traditional powerlifter and I wasn't really taking care of myself and like now I'm so much more fit because he has an abs and like and like in my head I'm like that that's super cool like I'm glad that you feel good in your body so that would never argue that but it's like why is it that the guy with abs is fit like what like who like who made that decision you know my whole thing is like I understand that yes there's a level of strength is fitness I want everyone to be able to be strong like I think everyone should be able to do a push-up everyone should be able to do a pull-up everyone should be able to do body weight squats and then maybe squat a certain amount with the bar but it's like beyond a certain point after that is getting stronger making you more fit? Yes, but is it also not if you're not taking into account your movement quality, your you know your 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 movement patterns, your the the, the weight, your 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 mobility, all these different things that people really don't pay enough attention to. So it's like there's a definition out there that takes all of those things into account. I don't know what it is. You know, again, so like, I'll, I'll jump in and and again, I'm I, like I said, it was a little bit of a leading question, and again. I, I don't remember if you and I specifically spoke about CrossFit. I know most personal trainers have their qualms with CrossFit. I have many qualms with CrossFit, having been very involved with CrossFit for many years um, as an as a organization, as a philosophy and all that. But on the face of it and the reason – and I stand by this definition and I use it the way I need to and for my clients and everything like that. So their definition of fitness, and this is when I, I think in 2010 when I sat down – for the first level one certification that I took, um, I was like, oh, this was my moment that I'm sharing with you as <laughs> uh, that, that like maybe you haven't had of, for me, it was that like, boom, it all came together of their definition of fitness is how much work can you do your work capacity over broad time and modal domains. And that's it. And, and from there, there's multiple other ways we can talk about fitness, but and that's where it, it comes down to they have a competition to say who is the fittest man and woman and team or gym on earth. Yeah. And so again, if it's who's fitter, Dr. Bo or Paul, right? It's how do we measure that? And is it going to be bench power, you know, bench, deadlift, and squat? Or is it going to be we're going to do 30 tests? And you know, you have it's going to be some of it's going to be 30 seconds long, some of it's going to be 30 minutes long, some of it's going to be three days long. <laughs> you know, and, and then, yeah, go ahead. I, I understand that. And I, I appreciate that. I like the whole CrossFit fittest man, fittest woman, fittest, fittest person in the world deal. I, I appreciate that because you can do, they do so much stuff and it's handstand walking and this and that and wall balls and blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not in the anti-CrossFit camp that people love to like bash CrossFit. You did just know. do a little la 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 in there. So yeah, I'll I mean, I, I, that I don't know enough about, I get, I know it. <laughs> I know it from memes. That's basically what I know. <laughs> what I know about CrossFit. I've never, I've never done it, but I get the gist of it. And for, again, for me, but that's my whole thing. Is like, for me, it's whatever gets you people off the couch, right? So it's like, <clears throat> see, that's my uh, my post COVID drip. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like this is this is my whole thing. It's like if. Is if, if there's a competition between me and you to see who's the most fit, and they have thirty different things, and all the uh, uh, like, that's a that's a cool thing. But it's like, is there a point to know who's more fit between me and you? That That's my whole thing, where it's like, you and I are already so much more fit than the average person. So 
I'll jump in there and say, I understand your question. And it's not necessarily about the ego between you and I. It is entertaining to some level to see what the human body can accomplish. Yeah. And again, when you see some of these top athletes, you want to talk about PEDs and things like that, steroids, all that, whatever. But the reason for, and this is where I wanted to push back on what you were saying earlier a little bit of, I think it's up to us to come up with a definition and share that with the client so that they buy into it. And again, CrossFit is a cult, you know, as, as it's become meme, memeified and all that stuff. But it is a cult because people buy into it just like people buy into Christianity or, or religion or whatever. But it's, it's, it has its own language and it has its own philosophies. And just like, again, a, a philosophy like Christianity uh, ha or religion, like I don't know if we can call philosophy, religion, whatever. But it, it has its tenets of, you know, uh, being kind to others or treat others as you wish to be treated. CrossFit, again, fitness, the reason for, to me, having that definition or having that test is to look at and then say, again, when, what you said to me, and I, I, I would argue that if you're a personal trainer and you're working with a client or any, any fitness professional, whatever, working with a client, you are ultimately taking them through these different tests. And like you said, you're always doing an assessment. You said that a little before we started on the live, but um, that to me, if we can put numbers to that, the other definition I'll say on that is, uh, or that they kind of talk about is the 10 general physical skills. So they, CrossFit specifically narrowed it down to 10 skills um, and it's accuracy, agility, balance, coordination, endurance, flexibility, strength, speed, power, stamina. I think I got all 10, anyone watching or whatever can, but the point is the same thing of the reason that you're, you, and I appreciate your, your kind of pushback on, on the whole concept, but the reason I would say is to be able to say, where are you deficient? And if you are deficient in Again, your suit, like again, we talked about the power lifters, right? They're super strong. Yeah. They can squat a lot. They can bench a lot. They can deadlift a lot. But they might not be able to lift their arm over their head because they're training so much in this uh, horizontal push and not a vertical push. Yeah. So they have limitations in different parts of their mobility. So when it comes to, again, and CrossFit talks about the unknown and unknowable, you talk about being able to dance with your nephew and niece and things like that. To me, it's about joint health and living to your 90 and being able to, to do all those things as well. So longevity. So go ahead. I'm, I yeah, see that, that, that's why I, that, so, but that's my whole thing. It's like, I don't think that those two are the same thing. I don't think that winning the CrossFit games and joint health and longevity are the same thing. I think that that's a good goal to have, but I don't think that the way that we, so I, I do think they, that's important to be able to quantify these things in some way, of course, right? Like you need to know when you're making progress and that there's a way to, you know, like there, you need something to, there's a, there's something to be said about motivation and, you know, like having a number of like, I used to be able to do this and now I can do this and that that's progress. And that motivates me to then do more. I, I get that. And there's, there's, a, um, there's a level of that that makes it worthwhile. And I also understand that all of this stuff, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's anything that I'm not bashing any of these things because I understand that there's a net positive effect. So like no matter what you say about CrossFit, again, it's getting people off the couch. Even if you say people are breaking their shoulders because they're doing too much overhead when they don't have the requisite mobility, I might agree with that, but it's like that the, the net positive is, is, is great that it's getting, it's gotten so many people into shape. There's so many people who have found fitness because specifically because of CrossFit. I don't think that you can discount that. So I'm, I'm never going to bash any of these things, but my whole thing is like, it what really comes down to, I have a, um, so I've been practicing a, a style of training called flowability, 
um, which I, I have a coach and this guy created this whole system and it's all about spinal mechanics and like, it's, it's a weird thing. And that's a lot of where my new thinking has come from on this. And like, it's very, uh, specific in the positions that you need to be in right and like where your hips are in relation to your ribs and your ribs are in relation to your hips and that allows your rib cage to open whatever whatever it's it's, it's a long stupid complicated uh principle but i'm like talking with my coach one time and i'm asking i'm like i'm like how perfect does the does the the position need to be in relation with the hips and the ribs for your you know for thing and he and he said what he said to me was like he was like well he was like which answer do you want he was like do you want the rah-rah coach like cheerleader answer he's like or do you want the scientific answer he's like because if you want the scientific answer there's a right and a wrong but if you want the something is better than nothing answer and like then there is a right and like yes i want you to do your best then there's the coaching answer and like i feel like where a lot of times i want i will always give the coaching answer of like yes something is better than nothing yes i'd rather you squat than not squat yes i'd rather you but if i'm talking about what do most people need for their optimal health and longevity as you said to be to be moving and feeling better into their 90s, then they, there's something better that could be figured out. I don't know what that thing is for most people. Uh, like I, that, that's my whole thing. It's like it's it's a very hard thing to say, right. you know. Right. So let me jump in there and say again, that's where not necessarily CrossFit, but this is where I was saying somebody who's not motivated right now. I think my passion is to get other fitness professionals, other medical professionals, to say. Where like so we have we know certain metrics that correlate to longevity, so that's getting up and down off the floor. That's your grip strength. Mm -hmm. um, that's your leg strength, which is very in line with getting up and down off the floor. But all these measures, and again, and and I'm gonna steal another, and I don't mean to come across as like super pro CrossFit. I just really, at the end of the day, because there's the the real problem. I think I'll say this is with the way it got implemented with the way it, it got, um, as a program CrossFit got laid out and almost the business strategies. And it's a lot of interesting uh, utilitarian and, and all these versions of thinking about how, okay, cool, we have, we went from, you know, just this con concept and now we have 15,000 affiliates around the world, affiliates being these gyms doing this philosophy. Mm -hmm. Are they all following the exact philosophy and did they interpret the, the the like the the person talking about it I don't I don't think so and that's where it went wrong and that's where it becomes memeified and things like that so I'll, but at the end of the day I think I'll also say real quick about CrossFit I think it's become it's one of the best things uh, that's that's probably moved the most people probably had the most impact yeah since probably Jack Lalane or uh, you know Arnold the book you know Arnold's book of uh, Encyclopedia of Training or whatever but I'll come back to this and say again my whole thought is. To anyone watching at home who's on the couch and considering getting up, I think it's very valuable to, like you said, there's no perfect system, but I'm looking at the Cooper test. So 12 minutes, how far can you run or row or whatever it is? How quickly does your heart rate recover? I'm putting together this report card that says, Paul, this is the level of fitness you are at right now. If we give a number to it, you're at a 72 out of 100 or whatever. And since you had COVID just now, you're down to a 52 <laughs> or whatever. But, and again, to your, to, to the whole concept of health, wellness, longevity, fitness, the more capacity you've had before you got hit with COVID, um, the more capacity you had before you were in a car accident or whatever it is, the more you can build that capacity because aging is going to slowly lower that capacity. That's just what aging is. 
We want to slow down aging as much possible. But if we can put some kind of numbers to that, that's where I, and the quote I was going to say um, before I went on my little diatribe about CrossFit is that gold medal Olympic athletes and your grandma have the same physical needs. The, the amount to which they do it, again, your grandma doesn't need to snatch, you know, 300 pounds or whatever, but the needs of the body, and this is from, from my background as a physical therapist, like every human being short of somebody who might have an amputation or something like that, and every, every human being has pretty much the same body, same joints, same tendons, same ligaments. You know, there's, again, minor uh, variations, but at the end of the day, we can say, sit and look at, again, maybe, again, looking at squat, bench, uh, deadlift is a very limited, uh, again, assessment. If, and this is where, again, CrossFit talked about the definition of fitness. Competitor Magazine named a triathlete who I always forget his name. He had two first names. It was like Mark Tony or Tony Mark or something, whatever. He won Ironman Kona six out of seven of years. And the one year he didn't win, he didn't show up for whatever reason, family thing. But they named him the fittest man on earth. And this was before CrossFit had its, you know, CrossFit Games competition. And bottom line is you look at this guy and you're like, I can do more push-ups or pull-ups than this guy. He can run really long better than anyone else. He can bike really long better than anyone else. And he can swim really long better than anyone else. But how does that all come back to your client or, or who we're talking about here? It, to me, it comes back to, yeah, if we have this definition of how's your mobility? How's this? How's that? How's your strength? How's your speed? How do we define speed? How do we define endurance? Go ahead. I see you got something to say. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I agree. This is the thing. It's like, I agree with all of what you're saying. And it, like, but this is where I think it just comes down to movement, right? So it's like, that's like, you just said, every person has the same needs and that's movement. Movement is medicine for the human body, right? Like this is, this is like at the boat at its most base level, we die when we don't move and movement makes us more healthy. So the more we move, the healthier we get, the less we move, the, the more sick we get. It's a, it's a very direct correlation, right? So when you stop moving is when you gain weight, you gain fat specifically. It's not really about the weight. It's about the fact that you're gaining, you're gaining adipose fat, which is not helpful to the body really in any way past a certain point. Um, you're losing muscle mass, which is allowing you less movement over time. You're, you're, you're going to get plaque in your arteries, like bad things, bad things, bad things. Cancer comes to like lung disease. All these things uh, come from not moving. Then when we move more, we lose weight. We lose the plaque in our arteries. We lose all, like all the bad things we get. We get better heart markers, all the good things happen. So it's just a very specific. Yes. I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in on one thing that again, I've had a lot of these same conversations I feel like over the years, and yes, I'm, I'm older than you, so I'm going to pull that card. <laughs> and I've been in the industry a little bit longer. So the only thing I'll say that I think you, I appreciate what you're saying, and I'm all for let's get people moving more. Absolutely. The only pushback and the reason I wanted to jump in is to say, if you're moving incomplete and if, you're, if we can get you moving better overall, and that's the thing, again, when you talk about like, so when you, when you talk about like CrossFit's getting people off the couch and getting them moving, awesome. Again, when you, when you talk, and, and CrossFit has its deficiencies, but if we talk about Zumba or we talk about yoga or we talk about Peloton, these are very popular things in the world where I look at it and I say, hey, I really appreciate that you got off your couch. You're a motivated person. Right now, you might even feel better. Same thing with veganism or vegetarianism. Like you cut out some other thing and now you feel better. Yeah. However, I am educated enough, and this is what I've dedicated my life to, to say, you as a yogi, 
you might feel great doing your yoga practice, you know, five days a week, but you're missing all these other elements of fitness. Just like if you go to your, you know, your doctor and you get blood work, you're missing all these other things. You're, you know, you're deficient in this, you're deficient in that, you're deficient in this. So can we identify that? Can we quantify it? Can we with movement? So again, I'm, I love the movement as medicine. I'm all for it. I hashtag that almost in every post. Um, but I, I push back to say, I get what you're saying. How, yeah. How can we make it a more complete picture of, of and, and, and this is where I think the definitions and getting a little bit on the same page. And this is where realistically, I don't think as an industry, the fitness industry is ever going to be on the same page because everyone wants that edge. Everyone wants to have their system. And, and if we could all just come together and, you know, again, the, the, the Michelle Obama coming out and yeah. saying, if everyone can just get up for 30 minutes and move a little, we're all going to be healthier. Awesome. And yeah. I, you know, God knows how many people that helped. Right. But there's still, I think on the, on the individual level, and this is where like I've shifted from the medical space where I could be a physical therapist and have a really good career and all that stuff. But I'm much more passionate about getting people moving more again, very in line with what you're talking about and filling in those gaps so that when they're 90, if they just had a yoga practice and they felt like that was their way to stay healthy, or they just got on the elliptical and thought that they were getting their sweat on and they're moving more. And again, but yes, I, I the people that are motivated that I want to be able to jump in there and say, you're missing these things. And all I need you to do is five minutes of this a day or 10 minutes of this a week or whatever it is. Yes. A hundred percent. I understand what exactly you're saying. Um, because you're right. So, so now, but that, this is what I'm saying. There's so many different levels of people. Exactly. There's the people who are just on the couch and they need to do anything will get them to be better, right? Any type of movement. Those are the people like Michelle Obama, 30 minutes, people like that's, but I feel like that's the vast majority of people. So when we get to the point of all the people who are already doing something, but they could just be doing better. Now we're talking about a smaller subsection of people, which to me personally, I guess this is just like my own personal thing at this point, where it's just like, I don't think that that is where the fight is at this point. Again, like, like yes, the, yes, there, that, there is something to be desired there. So if you're the person who's coming to the gym five days a week for an hour, and you're just doing the elliptical for an hour and sweating buckets on the elliptical for you're already putting in the five hours a week. I see those people all the time at my gym. Like they come in every day, they do the elliptical at the same level. And it's like, it's like, I, my heart hurts for them because it's like, you're doing the hard part, which is putting in the time and the effort and you're getting shit results because you don't want to do the actual thing of strength training. So I get what you're saying. I don't know that. I don't know if it's that they don't want to do it. No, they don't know better. They, well, nobody knows. Right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. And that's right. where I'm saying like, they, they, they just don't know it better. So I get yeah. what you're saying with that part. But again, like, I'm like, uh, and that's a very valiant effort you know, that, that is a fight worth fighting. But for me personally, that's not the fight that I want to fight anymore. Like for me, it's just like, once you've gotten that far, it's like YouTube exists, you know, th that person who's already done the, the hard part of, of building the habit, who, who has the, the self-drive and motivation enough to go to the gym five times a week for an hour. If they could just take an hour out of their week for three weeks and look at YouTube videos on exercise thing, they would figure it out. You know, like that, that's my whole thing. It's like, you're, you're already so close to like, you know, that person, it, it, it's, it's more of an education thing at that point. And I don't think that the education should be holding anyone back in the, in, in the age of the internet. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's my pushback again of, of there's so much noise. And as soon as you yeah. click on there, and as soon as you, you search for whatever abs or better fitness on YouTube, the algorithm is set up and there's so many BS 
yeah. people out there that, you know, and, and, and this is what I say when I'm talking to other physical therapists um, or other people, you know, other people I talk to, I'm fighting Jillian Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Jillian Michaels is out there yelling. And, and again, she had a whole recent controversy thing where she criticized CrossFit and that was a its own thing. But, um, <laughs> but I'll, again, I'm not really sure I get what you're saying of like any, any old Joe can go on YouTube and figure out what it is. Cause there's so much like yeah. I, as a, and, and maybe I, I look at too many things, but no, like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. hundred percent. There's, there's infinite. It, it's, I mean, listen, both, all, but this thing, both of these we, things, we can't even agree. You and I can't even agree on, on things exist at the same time. There is too much information out there. And you, if you Google how to lose weight, you will see, I say this all the time. Like, listen, if you like, that's why people hire a personal trainer, because if you Google, how do I, how do I, whatever your goal is, how do I do that? You're going to get literally two results right next to each other that say the exact opposite thing. Right. So I understand how that can be overwhelming for people. But at the same time, if you really wanted to, you could put in a, the, a bare minimum amount of research and figure it out. Like that, if we're being honest with ourselves, like you, you, could, you could, but the reality of it again to me is, is, but, but, but like, I don't even know. You tell me what, what is the, what is the research? What is the right answer? Cause you're telling me it's easy enough to find it. And again, I'm going to, I do feel like I'm being like a hardball interviewer no, now, but this stuff I struggle with myself. Like this is like, I, I, I'm very, is it, what is it? Does it come down to, and again, this is where, where we like to criticize medical doctors for saying you should exercise more and eat less. That's the advice. And to me, it's awful advice, but at the same time, I understand the plight yeah. of a medical doctor who has a person who has pre-diabetes or full diabetes. And again, there's cancer risks and all these other things. And that person needs to lose weight, but the doctor needs to give them something. So it's get off the couch, dude. Um, so, but I, I don't think that's, that's horrible advice because that is the right advice. Now it might not be helpful because it's like, what the fuck does that mean? So well, I, well, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Sorry to cut you off. It's led to so many bad things yes. and overcorrections of eat less turns into yes. I'm going to eat a thousand calories a day. Oh, there's keto. Oh, there's intermittent fasting. Cool. I'm going to, and, yeah. and you, you go to starving yourself and it's an unhealthy thing. So is that really better than so doing nothing? This, this is, yeah. I mean, is it, listen, I mean, first of all, you have to understand you, like, as you just said, there is no, there is no answer for this stuff. You, like well, you said, that's, that's where I'm pushing back. Cause you literally, and, I'm, and again, I feel like we're doing the, the CNN, whatever talking heads thing, but like you said, if they do some research, yes, that they're, they'll find the answer. So right. what, what's the answer that they're going to find? So, so the answer is what, no, 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 what I'm saying is they'll find a program that they can use. And a program is probably like, again, if, if, if you're, if I'm, if I'm a guy who's, who's my right now, just going on uh, five days a week to, on the elliptical, right? Like that's my thing. And I've like lost a bunch of weight, but then my, now my weight stalled because that's, what's going to happen. If you're just doing the same thing, they've been doing it for years. Again, I know people at the gym who literally just come, they go, they put the thing on whatever the number is on the elliptical, they do their time and then boom, they're, they're out, they drip buckets. And then they're like, they're wondering why they're just skinny fat or whatever. If you're that person, what you need is a strength training routine, right? Now, is there a difference in multiple strength training? I mean, like, listen, uh, could you find a Jillian Michaels shit strength training routine where you're doing fucking nothing but circuits and I don't know what kind of nonsense she's teaching? I'm sure. Well, you, but, get, you get Gwyneth Paltrow who says never lift anything above three yeah. pounds and women believe this. So that's fine. And that's what I'm saying. So you, that stuff is fine. out there. That's, and then, that's my there's, fact. Oh, there's, is, stuff out there. there's the, the Athlean X's and the Jeff Nippards and the whoever other, whatever other people, again, I don't watch YouTube, but I'm just, I'm just saying there is good information out there. Now, might you have to educate yourself a little bit and sort through it? Yeah. But that's like, 
you can't get get spoon fed the answers forever. And if you do want to get spoon fed the answers, then you hire someone. You know, like or you or you do like you have to pay with time or pay with money. There's like yes, you you are there putting out the information for free, but someone has to find you. I put out tons of free information, but someone has to find me. You still have to. Someone has to have figured out a way to get their way through all the bullshit on Instagram. What I'm saying is that like you, no matter what there's no answer that can be given to people. Like, like I understand you want it to be like, just, just do it this way. And like, again, well, someone has to find you. So they have to, fa- they have to put the time in to find it. So you have to have some level of like, I'm going to put the onus on myself to figure this shit out and take the, a little, just the bare minimum of effort to search through, like, look at something like find a Gwyneth Paltrow, find a Jillian Michaels, and then find a, a bow and be like, okay, these three people are saying three absolute different things. How do I know what's going to be, which one is right? I have to well, do it. Well, well, Jillian Michaels has 17 million followers, so she must be most right. Okay, so and listen. Bo only has 3,000 followers, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. And again, and if that's going to be someone's barometer for, for choosing, then there's you're not going to win that battle ever. So it's like, what is the, you know, like. But, but again, my pushback here is in terms of how do you and I on this call or whatever move the needle forward is can we come up and again, I, I, I think I see a little bit of the, the, the disconnect between you and I. Um, and, I, and I'm really glad we went down this path. Um, and actually, Richard Simister, who I, I don't know if you guys ever got in touch, uh, physical therapist in Brooklyn, Fort Green there. Yeah. Um, him and I have had these conversations to some extent too. Um, and it's been interesting trying to define fitness. And again, he works with a lot of drummers and dancers. So his, uh, what we came up with is his definition, like kind of what you're talking about is the ability to, to, to drum and that requires a very different skill set. I might be really unfit yeah. when it comes to the neat demands of drumming, but my overall fitness score mm-hmm. might allow me to at least survive in like this, yes. you know, whatever. And I don't even know the demands, but sitting in a certain position using well, certain muscles. This isn't sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. There. I just re- this just reminded me because this is what I was thinking before. So it's like. I understand where you're coming because again, like like I said, if you would have asked me this just before COVID, I would have had a very specific about what about squatting, about benching, or I, I want you to be able to lunge, I want you to be able to do this, I want you to be able to do that. But now it's like now I go to the gym and I look at everyone. If I just go to a, the, my the gym that I work at or any big box gym and I just look around, every person, I mean, without without qualms, every single person, and you, you I'm sure feel the same. If you ever go to a gym, you might, you might forget because you work out at home. Now you go to a gym, no one has any fucking clue what they're doing, right? Like even the people who are the mo- who look, unless they're like a power lifter, usually like someone who has really invested their time to like learn the craft, even the guys who looked the most jacked in the gym have no clue what they're doing. Like they have, they're, they're using poor form. They have, you know, they have poor mechanics. If you talk to anyone at the gym, go to any any big box gym right now today and talk to the guy who you know that that's always there. There's always that, that older guy who's always there, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s years old and ask him about his injuries. Everyone has a story about a blown out shoulder, a blown out knee, a blown out low back. They're all wearing belts like it was a fucking girdle, like holding them up like they, they, they have no one has any clue what's going on. So it's like, why is that? The like fitness to, to again to the outside person looking in uh, to my clients they're like oh I want to look like that guy I'm like that guy has no clue what he's doing that guy's back is gonna snap a hundred percent at at some point you know everyone has a beat up shoulder everyone has, everyone is, is chasing these numbers they're chasing these things and like, like I said to a point I want you to be able to do push ups but it's like is there a need for me to get you to be do a two plate bench 
Like I used to think that was a thing that most guys should be able to do two plate bench. Now I'd rather you be able to do, I don't know, a push up with weight on your back. I don't, like my thing has just changed for like how we, it's, it should be more about how we control our body and space. So there's, there's something there. You can figure out a way to make that into like an assessment, but it's just like the thing of the, the gym specifically, like the weights as implements and the machines and things like that. I just don't think is, is as necessary as. I once thought it was, or that most people think it'd be the same thing. I have a, um, so I have an online client and I'm going through, like I have a, so my, my assessment for online clients is different because I can't see them in person. So I told you my assessment for in-person clients would just be like taking them through a workout and watching them, how they move. So I'm not going to cue them up a lot. And I'm going to tell them to squat. I'm not going to cue them up a lot. I'm going to tell them to hinge. So I just can see how they move, but for online, it's very different. So I have, uh, assessment based on like shoulder rotation, hip rotation. I have them do a, a bunch of videos so I can see how they move in a, in a much more specified way. So when I, I have a client who's dealing with some shoulder stuff and I ask him what his goals are and he's like, well, I want to bench three plates. Like I want to have a 315 bench. That's what he tells me, 315 bench. And I was, he's like, I'm like, why? He's 30 something now. He has a kid. He's like, well, ever since I was in college, I always wanted a 315 bench. And like, I never got there. I got close, but I never got there. And I was like, but why 315 bench? He's like, well, just we got like three plates, you know? And I was like, you understand that the only reason you want a 315 bench is because somewhere down the road, someone decided to make the 45 pound plate the standard in America. Like if they would have made a 37 and a half pound plate, you wouldn't have the number three. You have that number 315 burned into your head for 10 years, literally. You're chasing this number for no reason. Like you, you've never thought about it. It's just three plates. You know, like that's the thing. That's how I feel like people look at fitness is like it's they we just have these arbitrary numbers and these arbitrary goals because that's what society says it's supposed to it's supposed to be. Like it's like I, yeah, I get the, I the other, to, you know, I go on, I'm saying like I want to be able to compete with myself and compete with you, but it's like I don't think that the numbers are that are, are that important past a certain point. Again, if you can't if you can't get up off the fucking ground, then yes, we need we need numbers that we like we need a place to gauge. But once you get to a certain point, it's just like just live your life and be fit, you know? Yeah, for sure. But again, like you said, if that's his goal, then I appreciate even challenging him because somebody comes to me and they say, I want to lose 20 pounds. I say, why not 19? Why not 21? Like what? Wh and, and again, if you want to, and I, I jokingly say this with a few people, they're like, what's the fastest way to lose 10 pounds? I say, cut off your arm. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm like, that's the fastest way. Uh, you know, if you just want to lose 10 pounds. And again, well, when we, even the language to your, what you said earlier, People say, I want to lose 10 pounds. I say, no, you don't. You want to lose 10 pounds of fat. Yes, exactly. Of excess fat and adipose tissue that you're For storing. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so again, I appreciate what you're saying. And I think we might be we diverging a little bit on, on um, and I appreciate your, your disdain for certain gym goers. Um, <laughs> I would say on that, with, with the example you said there, um, a guy like Louis Simmons, do you consider him fit? Do you consider him... You know, again, if you saw what you were describing is a guy like Louis Simmons, who, um, you know, and again, I have nothing wrong with him. He but he's on yeah. Joe Rogan. He admitted he's been on, you know, growth hormone for pretty yeah. much since he was like 40. He's got, you know, he, he again uh, is very excited about his uh, many surgeries he's had. He even yeah. said, he, you know, literally the day after the surgery, he walked into yeah. the gym yeah. and it's like they're like, hey, bro, I bet you can't do 315 right now. And he's like, yeah. let me take this sling off. And like. And, you know, the surgeon's like, yeah, and he survived or whatever. But anyway, all that aside, I don't, I, I don't, you don't actually have to go and, and assess or, uh -huh. or insult Louie. But coming back to the definition, the reason I think, I, I again, I want to find a way 
to, to kind of come up with some version of a definition. So one of the other ways to define it is, would you agree with this? Uh, again, I appreciate the movement quality piece of how well do you hinge? How well do you squat? How well do you lunge? Um, push, pull, and twist, and run. Those are the seven primal movement patterns uh, that, again, I guess, again, in, in the fitness space, somewhat yeah. agreed upon. Um, again, my, my question, I guess, is, or, or this theory, can, can we go off of this? Three components to fitness, if we're measuring your guy who wants to bench 315, I would say, cool. How well can you uh, move an external object? How well can you control your body in space? And how much uh, horsepower or lung capacity do you have? So cardiovascular fitness. So if we have those three and we narrow it down to those three, and there's different ways you might be able to define how well do you move your body in space? And you, you know, again, your, your uh, flowability guy might be like, well, his hips three degrees off on this thing. And, hey. and but the point is, if we break it down to those three versus again, a Jillian Michaels is not breaking it down to those three, you know, and, and, and there's definitely flaws every, every which way, but what, how do you feel about those three? Yeah, so that, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, how well do you move? How strong do you move? How well, you know, internal environment, external environment, and like how you control the two of them or something like that. You can, you can simplify it uh, in a, in a million different ways. Um, I don't think that there's like, my thing is like, well, I don't think you can't simplify it in a million different ways. My point is, I think we can only simplify it a few ways and which of those ways gets us to agree and gets us to actually provide some kind of value to a client. So again, my question is with your three fifteen pound guy, what is your pushback to him and saying, Hey, that's a stupid goal. Why do you want to bench 315? Like, and again, I appreciate challenging him or why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Why not lose 19 or 21 part of that thing is if you still, if I, if I, once I have that conversation with them and he says, you're right, I don't know why I want to bench 315, but I still want to bench it. And I go, okay, then that's your goal. And that's what we're going to work on. And that's my job as a, as a personal trainer. My whole thing is, is you, people need to, people make decisions from a place of ignorance most of the time. Right. And like, so, you know, the, the same thing, exactly like you said, 10 pounds and not 20 pounds, 10 pounds and not, but the, the question I always ask is like, do you even really want to lose weight? Because if I could, if I could give you the exact look that you wanted, the aesthetic that you wanted at 20 pounds heavier, would you accept that? And well, the other, the other, uh, version of that is, I don't know if you heard of this asking like the five whys. Yeah. So, oh, I want to lose weight. And I think we might've touched on this actually in our, uh, mm -hmm. thing we did for your podcast, but it's like, well, why do you want to lose yeah. that weight? Why does that matter? Oh, because why? I want to look better on the beach. Okay. But why, why does that matter? Oh, because I want this girl to, you yeah. know, find me attractive. Oh, well, why is that? And then it gets down to like, I just need someone to love me. Like yeah. I feel alone in this world. And, exactly. and, and that, that usually is more about a look than it is a number on the scale. So again, so what if, if I explained it, and so that that's usually helpful because, you know, then we talk about things like, you know, is losing weight the thing, or is like, if you you might gain muscle and, and lose fat and the number on the scale doesn't change it, people need to understand that. So I'm just, that, that's what I'm saying. It's all comes back, back to the, the education point of this. And to what you're, to your point about like the, the assessment of, you know, what exactly it is. I think that if you, all you have to do is relate the assessment to the goal. And again, someone's goal is their goal. I have no, it, that's not up to me to decide. I might think it's a stupid goal to bench 315. And the only reason I would push back against someone like that is because if I think that that's taking away from what I think is the better goal. So now you get back to the, to me, the ultimate goal is the longevity going until your 90 thing. 
And now I'm looking at this guy's shoulder and in my head, I'm like, this guy is going to hurt himself trying to bench 315 or he's also, or at best, he's going to take away from the gains he could make in terms of his mobility, in terms of his low back, in terms of focusing so much time and effort. So I want to explain that to him. And now if he still says that's still my goal, just because I don't, he doesn't need a reason for that. He doesn't need to give, I don't like, that's not, that's his thing. But again, it needs to be coming from a place, uh, an educated place where people are like, yeah, I'm willing to take a loss in in column a for a gain in column b and you know then you can yeah. it however you want and and my argument with a lot of those conversations and again i totally get where you're coming from and, and what you're talking about um and i've had a lot of those conversations especially having worked with crossfit athletes and being like hey if you take your knee's been bugging you for three years you've tried 30 different things <laughs> if you take three months off of crossfit and go through a squat program with me I'm going to get you to squat better than you ever have in your life. And I have so many testimonials to this and we're fixing your tendon. We're actually fixing how you move. We're incorporating mobility. When you come back in three months, you're not going to lose a lot of the fitness that you so much value. In fact, you're going to be uh, stronger. Your squat's going to be better. You're going to come back and squat more than you ever have. Because for the next three months, we're just going to focus on that thing. And that one lever is going to tr- is going to carry over to kind of what we we're talking about, about the, yeah. the concept of fitness. But we have to figure out what is the one thing yes. that's going to then transfer to everything else. And so when I talk to golfers, I'm like, hey, if I can get you 10 yards on your drive, what, what are you willing to do? Like, are you willing to do whatever I tell you? If I can guarantee you're going to get 10 more yards on your drive or a triathlete, I can guarantee I'm going to shave 10 minutes off of your time. So right. this is, this is exactly it. This is my thing. It's like, I, so I, I look at it the same way that, that you are. Right. But it's like, I'm looking at it from such a big, I, I don't know how to define that. Like is, is, is adding 10 yards off uh, or on your, your thing, a, a, a more fit person or something. It's like it, to me, I, what I say is that it's like, it's a long roundabout way to improve everything. So it's exactly the exact example you just gave with squats. Right. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it, <laughs> I appreciate you uh, seeing my, my face. Um, I was just going to say, I think to me, the answer to that question is if we can improve your overall fitness and, and fill in some of the gaps on mobility, coordination, yeah. endurance, strength, whatever it is, but until we can define, and that's why I, I like, to me, I'm a very data-driven guy. And so that is the definite, like we have this framework. Maybe if we really sit down and again, I feel like you're dismissing the CrossFit definition, maybe because it's CrossFit, maybe because you don't want to be boxed in. Again. But, but but my point is you're saying like there isn't a definition, but there is, is what I'm saying. And there and again, maybe it's not perfect, but let's – like again, uh, we're, I want to wrap up actually because we're coming up on the hour. But um, let's take the, this definition, and I would love to hear what your objection is with it because, again, I'm a, I'm a skeptical guy. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> You know, when these guys were up there, I was like, wait, but what about this? And, and they, had, they had a response, and, and it was like, okay, cool. Like, and, and I kept saying, like, wait, what? okay, no, this makes sense. Like the zone diet, which I'll jump in real quick, was the original and still I think is the official diet of like CrossFit. I don't necessarily love it, <clears throat> but like on the definition of it, it makes a lot of sense. It's saying – let's calculate your lean mass, right? So again, I brought up my weight. I'll use me as an example. So I'm 200 now, but my lean mass might only be whatever, 160 pounds. So I should be eating for my lean body mass. And there's ways to calculate that. And then based on that, I'm supposed to eat this much carbs, fat, and protein, 
again, there's ways you can find that. So, but the point was when that was broken down to me, I was like, that makes a lot of freaking sense. You only want to support that. You don't want to support the extra 30 pounds of, of adipose tissue fat that is sitting on, on the body. So that made sense to me. And then when it came to this fitness concept, again, it's, it's, if we can improve your fitness curve, which again is going to lower it naturally lowers as we age. So that's the whole, like whatever easy car salesman spiel. If we can come up with a definition of this curve, the work capacity curve and how much work can you do? Right. And the, and the thing is also, I keep messing up the camera. Um, the, 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 the graph or whatever on one end, you have sickness in the middle, you have wellness and then you have fitness all the way here. So where do you fall along that spectrum? And how do we get you, if the further you push towards fitness, right, you're going to be past wellness. Yes. And, and as you lose fitness, you're further away from, the idea is to get you further away from sickness. So again, for the long term, if we can come up with a definition for that or agree on a definition, and again, push a definition to, again, somebody listening to this might come away and be like, I'm more confused than I was before. Um, but again, I think it's interesting because we agree on a lot of the same stuff. And again, I just, I, I, for me, the way I argue um, <laughs> is, is I want to come away with like, where, where do we stand? Do we agree on something? Yeah, well, I get what you're saying, but that, that, that makes pl very much sense to me. I am, uh, where everything is on a continuum and where, you know, sickness is over here and, and just being healthy, being wellness. the minimum of health of wellness is here. And then, you know, real fitness and, and, and I, I call it, uh, you know, living and, a full life. And I'll say to the point earlier of, of, the further you chase fitness and performance, there is a level that you're sacrificing your overall health. Yeah. So th that's a whole different thing, yes, but I will throw that in there. Um, but, well, all right, so, but this is my, I guess this is my end point. I don't particularly at this time feel that there is a need or a major benefit to put a definite, to put that in a, a nice little box and have a definition for it. Like you're like, like you're asking for, like, I think that the benefit comes from people understanding that, 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 that goal of fitness is a huge range that they can land in. And I think that if we try to put it in a certain box, it becomes disheartening for people who do not see fitness in the same way that, that you do. Who do not want to do i think that everyone should be strength training but there are a lot of people who aren't going to want to strength train and i think that if i could get them dancing five days a week that 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 is enough to a level a level of fitness that 90 percent of of people listening or i don't know who listens to your podcast they're probably more fit they're at 90 of people if you understand that 60 percent of americans are over or over overweight or obese at this point. And I would say like, if you're thinking about the average American, understand that if you walk into a Walmart right now, there's going to be people who literally are so fat that they can't walk. And like, those are the people who need it the most. So it's like, by me saying, what's your VO2 max levels? What's your, you know, what, what's your power clean look like? What's it's just like, it's so like, we're, we're fighting such a far off battle that I don't think. But, it, but, but you're, you, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in because you're taking it to, and the way I pre I, again, I do, I end up doing this with my wife too. <laughs> um, you, you, when you did your impression of me just now, you, you talk, you're saying it like, as if again, I'm going to go to somebody who can barely walk and be like, well, what's your VO2 level? <laughs> um, and that's not the point. The, and, and again, I go back to the quote of the gold medal Olympic athlete and grandma and the guy who can't, who was in a scooter in Walmart all have the same like things that we're measuring. And so again, if I go to that 300 pound guy who's in a scooter and I say, Hey, your lung capacity based on you breathing into this thing and how well, how strongly you can exhale or inhale, however, we're going to measure it. 
right? We have Rich Froning or whoever the fittest guy on earth is or Paul after COVID, whatever your number is compared to that guy. And that guy, is that disheartening for him? Maybe. And again, there's definitely the individual approach. I'm not saying we, just like a doctor, you go to your doctor and they're like, oh, your blood worked in, in a normal range, yeah. right? It's a simplification of it. And there's a lot of things that are correlates to X, Y, Z. So again, you're kind of like, I don't, and I don't, and if it comes across that way, I definitely, this is why I want to have these conversations for sure of, of saying like, is that how it's coming across? And, and is that ultimately detrimental or is it something that if we push towards having some definitions of how strong are your legs? If you can get up off the floor, you're less likely to die. You know, yeah. you don't have to be, I've fallen and I can't get up. If your grip strength is stronger, right? And again, if we measure it, that doesn't mean you go and just work grip strength. It means that, yeah, you go, you should go hang. You should go rock climbing. If you can, you can do all these things. So, but ultimately, if we come back to measuring your blood pressure and your heart rate, all these correlates of health, wellness, fitness. So it's just a question of coming up with, can we come up with better ones? And can we go to your 315 pound bench guy and say, okay, cool. Like, I like that you want to chase this goal. But to me, it's saying, okay, if you do that, or, or a yogi comes to me, or again, when I, I bring up these examples of golfers and things like that, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to finish on saying, when I look at that and I say, I, I think, again, that's my passion is saying, dude, you're, you're, you got a 10 out of 10 on, on mobility and flexibility and maybe even, um, whatchamacallit, um, coordination <laughs> and balance. So you're doing really good on a few of these things. Just like if I give you a report card and you're in school and you're doing really good on English and you're doing really good on math, mm -hmm. but you're failing gym <laughs> and you're failing, um, which is a whole you know thing. But but again, if you're failing um, Spanish and you're failing you know uh, history or whatever it is, like we we need to look at your entire report card and say, and for you it might be like I don't need history, like I just don't need it, and just like a yogi might say, like I don't need strength training. And again, that's a conversation and it's like, okay, well, you're going to fail. And then when you apply for college, like, <laughs> you're not going to get in because they, you have an F in history or whatever it is. But the point is to me on the, the way that correlates over to physical capacity is 10 years from now, like you're too mobile. And in fact, I've seen so many yogis who have broken hips or some, or need a total hip replacement. And it's, it's like, you just, and if you just done five minutes of this other thing, or just you know, add a supplement because you're focusing so much on one thing, and and it just time and time again, and again, I see it in the fitness industry, and, that, and that's where I'm saying when I talk to personal trainers and when I have a conversation with someone like you, I want to find that common language that we can agree on and say, hey, like I think it's worth pushing someone to address these deficits. If they refuse to, then then okay, like sure, again, let's just go to the 315 bench. I'm gonna help you get there, or is it our responsibility to say? Hey, like at least add five minutes. And again, to me, it's that guy's going to actually get to 315 bench faster if I can get him to do, you know, whatever shoulder mobility exercise and get the ball in there. And he's improving his mobility. Yes. You know, um, and, and he's going to actually do better. And the other part of fitness that I always come back to is consistency is the best thing. Yes. So if we can keep you injury free yes. and you can train for the next 10, 20 years, yes. when, you know, we can accomplish so much more rather than push really hard for three years or five years or whatever and get some gains and maybe even get to 315, but then you need a surgery because you've you done a little too much. <laughs> and now it's like, or if you get to, like he said, he got really close in, in high school or whatever in college 
Um, why did he fail? And was it a matter of, hey, if you had just added in, yes. again, like and when I talk to people about their diet, I'm like, hey, if you just add in, you know, sunshine or vitamin <laughs> D. That's or I think that I think that you're right. People are going to be more confused at the end of this than, than when we started because I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about at this point anymore. So I'm sorry for anyone listening if you've made it this far. Um, but exactly that. So but that's my whole thing. Did you just answer everything for, for nine out of ten people? Can you just say go strength train because you're doing a lot and you're not strength training? And that's the answer. And then for the tenth person who already is strength training, is it as simple as saying now add some mobility? Like that's on like what do I need to overcomplicate it? Because for the yogi, for the 350 pound guy, for any every single person who isn't the 315 bench guy, the answer is you're not strength training and you should be. And then for the guy who is already strength training, the answer is you're probably doing too much strength training and we need to add some mobility. And like that, that's the answer for 99 out of hundred people. And for that hundredth person, that's the person who's already in it enough that they, that they need the, the more, uh, like detailed approach. But it's like, why am I thinking about a hundred people of uh, the one out of a hundred and not the 99? And like, that's my question, I guess, uh, after all of this. So and I do, I think we're, we're going a little long and I want to wrap up, but my, my, my response to that is again, just like getting your blood work every year from your doctor and you're pretty young, Paul. So you don't, I don't even know if you've gotten blood work, <laughs> but, but you know, when you get to a certain age, you're supposed to get blood work every year and your doctor says everything looks like it's in its right place and your blood pressure's here. The point is just to check in. And those are vital signs, like movement, vital signs. Like, yeah, how well do you hinge? If you don't hinge well, again, yeah. you might not feel it right now. But we're going to do it. So you're saying it's like overcomplicating it. I think it's taking somebody through an assessment. And it, I appreciate the conversation and the pushback for sure. Um, I, I do want to say that. And again, to anyone listening, hopefully you got something out of it and not aren't walking away a little more confused. But, but again, to me, it's getting the assessment and, and having this concept and saying, again, I don't need 315 bench press guy to be doing all these other things. But if I know that all these other things are going on and I had that conversation, I feel as a physical therapist, as someone who has worked with thousands and thousands of athletes and, and humans, um, that at least I'm doing the right thing for them. And again, it doesn't sound like you're doing the wrong thing and I don't want it to become that, but I'm just saying, and I think it's just a matter of how we're interpreting the actual like language and words, but it, it, it comes down to saying, hey, we have this, 21 point checkup. Again, I, I assume when I give my car to a mechanic and they come back and they're like, your brake pads are good. Your oil's good. Whatever. This has another, you know, three millimeters on it or whatever. I assume all 21 points that they're looking at are important. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if they tell me like, Hey, this needs some attention. And I'm like, okay, here's some money, fix it for me. Um, we don't necessarily have that in, in human performance. And again, it requires time, energy, and effort. But to me, it's that if you're missing any of those things, and I don't want to just do tests for the sake of doing tests and tell people like, oh, you, you're missing like five degrees of overhead flexion. Mm -hmm. um, and so like if, until we get you here, I don't think you should touch a barbell or you should do a push up or you should breathe until we fix that. So it's not about that. And I don't want and don't want to overwhelm people, but it's coming back to, hey, like your breathing pattern is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like if we can and, and do this assessment and like, it's a vital sign. And if we can just add in three minutes at the beginning of every single session to get you breathing better, I bet in six months, you're going to see tremendous return on investment on that. It's like saying, let's, let's put a little, let's put a dollar into Amazon at what I'm not a stock guy, but you know, put it into when it's really low and I bet that's going to grow. And so compounding interest and all that stuff, I guess that's the better analogy of if you put 
uh, if you put $100 into your uh, savings account and it collects 8% every year, like the more you put in, the more you're going to get. And that's the other way I, I analogize it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said it before, but it's the big levers. I agree with that. I don't, I don't disagree with the, with anything that you're saying. I just, you know, I, I just don't know what the right things are that are those big levers that I think is, you know, I think breathing is, is easily uh, one of them. I think again, squatting. And so there are certain things that we can say without a shadow of a doubt are super important to, to quantify, but for other things that like, I don't, I, I don't know. That's something I struggle with, you know, but I think that you're a 100% on the money for sure. Yeah. And again, that to me is, is the, the takeaway or what have you of the whole thing of saying, if we can come up with better and more, and this is the problem with you have 17 different, you have ACE and NASM and uh, what's the other one? Uh, CSCS people, uh, all these, all these different organizations and everyone has a different, slightly different thing. And they're saying it slightly differently and, or they're disagreeing just for the sake of being different. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the FMS has its own thing. And again, for anyone who doesn't know what all these letters are, <laughs> don't worry about it. Alphabet <laughs> soup and all that. Um, but my point with that is, again, the Jillian Michaels of the world are going to win because they make it simple. And, and you know, it's for TV. And it's like, we got to get Paul to lose 30 pounds in the next 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, well, what's going on there? But, but it's still simple. It's like, we're going to weigh you. We're going to weigh you now. You weigh 300 pounds. We're going to weigh you in, you know, 20 minutes later on the show. And we're going to show all the work you did. And we're going to show me yelling at you and things like that. But, like, to, to, to a human mind, to a lizard brain, I get it. Like. So someone who hasn't gotten a doctorate in the thing um, and hasn't spent years and years researching it, um, it makes sense. Like, okay, cool. You're yelling at me. I'm exercising. Um, I'm eating better, whatever, again, that means. And there's no practical takeaway from that. It's not like eat more vegetables. It's, it's, it's like eat less. Like, you know, it's, 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 but anyway, my point is it's a simple thing versus not having a definition. And, I, and again, my like challenge to you is come up with something, come up with the Paul system, whatever it's going to be, that I think if we can have that, that and consistency and a little bit of overlap, and again, we don't have to agree that, hey, breathing is the most important thing ever, or squatting is the most important thing ever, um, or if you can't do a Turkish getup, like, just, just leave, mm -hmm. just leave, man, um, go to Turkey and figure it out, um, but my point is, if we can't come up with some commonalities, which I feel is significantly lacking in the fitness industry mm -hmm. for various reasons. So if we can't come up with something, um, I think, I think we're just continuing to, to, to pigeonhole the industry, especially now with, with virtual training. I have found the COVID thing to be a chance to say, Hey, like these are simple tests you can do. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I have videos and, and things, and I've been able to put that into like a report card for people and say, mm -hmm. this is where you're at. You have time now you're in lockdown. So like, and you don't have access and you don't, you don't have to be overwhelmed by the gym and going in there and just doing elliptical. You don't have access to that. So now you have to figure out where is my money going? Where is my time going? And I'm, I'm going to help you like figure that out with your goals, with longevity. We're going to have that conversation, but here's the definition or here's some version of that. Here's all the correlates we know. And here's your blood work. And, and like, this is where you sit. And this is where I think you should go. This is what's going to move the needle based on my experience, based on what the research says, based on all that's evidence-based practice, friend. And, uh, <laughs> and like, if we can do that and take that and, and, and find a, a unified message, because again, everyone's confused. I think that's the thing. You, you say like, I, and I want to keep pushing back on the fact that you said like, you can just go on YouTube and figure it out. 
anyone who spends any time on like it's super confusing and again like that's my point is is can we come up with something again i, I want to end it here if you have a closing thought i'll let you have the last word no i i, I get what you're saying and you're right i'll, I'll, I'll take your homework I'll, I'll try to figure something out because i think you're right I, I understand that i understand the importance of having something like that my thing is like i don't know i, I just don't know can it be or or I, I, it can be, but it's like it's there's so much out. It might change. It might change five years from now. Like exactly. I feel very confident with what I've developed. And again, if I take Paul through it right now, I'm going to be able to come up with a score and say, Paul, based on my thing, like I think this is the thing you should focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, your hip mobility sucks, and like I think we should spend the next a month on that. And if we do that, I think you're going to feel better. You're going to be able to again swing a golf club or rock climb better or whatever it is, right? And again, like. I think I can do that with every human being. That's the level of confidence I've built around this system. And again, it might not be perfect. No, that's fine. I think it's not, it's not perfect. But yeah. my point is, if we keep waiting for perfection or like the perfect system, the one that best lines up. Um, and again, like to me, CrossFit is a fantastic system, but it's not perfect. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not carried out the right way. And there's a lot of problems with it. And, you know, it's complex to say the least. Anyway. I, I said I was going to give you the last word, so I'm going to give you the last word. No, I think you're right. Uh, perfect doesn't exist, and we we can't sit around waiting for it. So we use what we have. We use the tools available to us. So I think what you have uh, created is fine. You know, it's 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 doing the it's I, job done. You know, it's, 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 I feel significantly <laughs> offended by the way you said that. It's getting the job done. You know, and that's and uh, again, you don't. It doesn't have to be perfect, and nothing ever is going to be. So I think that that's exactly what it needs. It, it is. It's doing what it needs to be doing, which is assessing and making people better, and that's that's all we could ask for. And again, it's 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 like I said, I was going to give you the last word, but I did want to push back. Um, it's not that that system is what's the thing. Mm -hmm. That system is the tool that allows me right. as the practitioner to then do whatever else we need to do. So that's the real, like, which drug am I going to give you? Which vitamin, which movement, which prescription? But yeah, the assessment, everyone might have a different assessment. Mm -hmm. um, again, if you go to 10 different doctors, they might even do slightly different blood panels on you and things like that. So, or even if you, there's all sorts of different COVID tests right now, as it's a novel thing, yeah. you know, I've done nasal swabs, I've done throat swabs, I've done, uh, other stuff that we can't talk about on. No, I'm kidding. Um, so anyway, I, I did want to say that, that there is no, and don't let perfect be the enemy of good is the other thing that comes up for me, but tell them where they can find you on the socials or best places to, to, uh, contact you. Um, yeah. Awesome. I, Again, if anyone made it this far in this long diatribe and us ranting back and forth at each other, I, I kudos to you. Um, my my I, wife's calling me. I just I just want to say hi. Uh, since, we're, since we're all the way here, I'm going to call you right back, honey. Paul's uh, just finishing his, his sign off. Okay, no worries. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Paul L. Fit, P-A-U-L-L fit. Um, and if you want to check out, I have my own podcast called the healthy, happy human podcast. Dr. Bo is a guest. I have not released that episode yet, but if you subscribe, you will be notified when that episode comes out because it was a good one, even though I don't remember what we talked about, but it was cool. It was a, it was a while ago. It was a while. A while ago. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate the energy and, and the conversation always. Um, yeah. And hopefully we can revisit the stuff in a little bit. Um, and you do your homework. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to make it like that, but yeah. Um, and shout out Brooklyn Tech Engineers um, for sure. All right, man. So enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Thank you, bud. And uh, signing off. Oh, there we go. And broadcast.